Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, brought to you by Corona Premier. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club, also Signal Point, John Foster, the general manager of Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, unable to be with us today, so we can take all the shots we can and nothing will be sent back at us, which is very, very nice. But he we must, won't do that. He must be out working on his game, getting ready for the, the Senior Open. I think he's going to try to qualify. You know, I've heard of uh, at least one person locally that's going to try to yeah, I think get a couple the guys. Senior Open, yeah. which is That would be cool. That would be great. And the whole process is a whole lot shorter than the regular U.S. Open. Yeah, it's amazing. All you have to do is qualify at the local level to get right in. Hard to believe. but I guess the entry numbers – Allow that to take place? I guess. I'm not sure what the... Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Well, well you get one hot day, you know, get it, get the putter rolling. Absolutely. And, get, and you could play in a U.S. Open. That'd be... What an experience, huh? And, and it could be someone that's playing at a course they're very familiar with, gives you a little bit of an yep. advantage, and that's you true. can get in that way. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. Very, very cool. All right, so we are going to talk about some various subjects surrounding the game of golf here on the Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. And we'll talk a little later on about the Ryder Cup. You know, we actually were off the air last year when the Ryder Cup took place. So I have a couple of questions that I want to ask Tim about. We'll talk a little PGA Tour. And I have to start with this, since you guys fairly have given me a hard time the last couple of years for being the only golf show host that doesn't play golf. Now, I used to play all the time. Now, I I played in high school and I played all the time, but my schedule has made things more difficult the last three years. So I had not played on a golf course in three years until Thursday at Blackthorne. And Legacy hosted a very nice golf tournament at Blackthorne Golf Club. And so I was asked to take part in the Midwest Family Group. So I decided, you know what, to get you guys off my back and to prove how bad I am, I'm just going to go out there and do it and and we'll just wing it. So I didn't hit any balls until one hour before (laughs) going out there. You still, you knew where your clubs were? You know, the funny thing is, (laughs) I'm really embarrassed. At about 10 o'clock, my clubs are sitting in the garage. So I put them in the trunk. My shoes were in a little drawer. I set them out. I didn't put my shoes in the trunk. (laughs) So I had to wear tennis shoes. So first off, I don't look the part. Well, we sell shoes in the shop. Darren. I've got like four pairs of shoes, though. Oh. So, you know, I just didn't feel like – I mean, I didn't know when I was going to play Well, if you again. play one time in three years, it probably wouldn't be your best investment. That's a good point. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. A fine selection. Well, what of size Blackboard. are you? Could have went my office and borrowed a pair. 13? Oh, uh, it would have been tight. I'm a 12. <laughs> okay. But. <laughs> well, maybe there's something to be said about you wearing tennis shoes. Let's hear how you played. Well, I have to admit, I surprised myself. Now, it's probably easier to start hitting the driver right away. Is that fair? I don't know. Not for me. No? No. But 
Maybe. I mean, the, the key is you have no bad habits, so you're going back to your natural ability to just swing a club without thinking about it too much. And I'm guessing you probably did okay. Well, the funny thing is, really, John Foster gave me a little tip four years ago about the way I took the club back, and he always said, here's what you do. When you're just practicing, put your arms straight out with the club in front of you, and then just turn, mm-hmm. and that's where the club needs to be at the top. Okay. So that's my little swing thought. Swing thought. That's all I really focused on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I always pick the club up too early, yeah. mm-hmm. and that leads to a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason with the driver, I was really good at keeping my body still. Mm-hmm. I got the hands in the right place, and I mean, I smoked almost every drive. That's unbelievable. I mean, for everyone. I mean, I drove it over number two. I mean, it was 265. That's crazy. Good for you. And it was a really good day from that standpoint. Now, I hit a three-wood from like, I don't know what it was, on 18, and I hooked it to the left. And it was pin high, the 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 circle where the ball went in, the the puddle. But So that was really good. Now, the irons, I hit okay, but it's it's just hard accuracy-wise with irons when you haven't done it in a long yeah, time. Yeah, you got you to work on it a little bit. To, but that's good that you hit the driver good. Oh, Good it was you. it was good and I and I really went after it once. Yeah. And just hauled off and just drilled one and I think I might have partially pulled my groin <laughs> trying to hit it too hard. <laughs> I think that's a sign of old age. Oh, do we have to send the medics out for you? No. I was playing with Jack Reichert from Sunny. I'm like, yeah. I went after that a little too much. I don't think I stretched. <laughs> it was like the third drive of the day. I mean, I was feeling good. I'm like, I'm really gonna go after this when it was on number nine. Okay. And we were like 45 yards Jeez. from the greens. You were killing but I, it. But I walked, the, I walked away like, that didn't feel so good. <laughs> and so, how'd you do with the putter? Did you putt okay? That's the funny part. For the last two, three years of playing, I really had a hard time with any putt outside of 20 feet not yipping it. My good. hands would just flutter and the ball would just go dead to the right. Had no control. I don't know why yesterday... But absolutely no problems. In fact, every time I go to Blackthorne or Warren or wherever, I always pick up a left-handed putter mm-hmm. because I'm left-handed and everything else. I'm thinking maybe I should go that way. But yesterday I did my right-handed cross hand and had zero problems. Good. So I don't know. Is that the so golf gods just teasing they me? They are. That's right. The next I time I go that. out, it's just going to be an <laughs> utter demolition derby disaster. And I only lost one golf ball going forward in two wow, on 18. That was great. it. So good for you. It was a good day. What was, did your team shoot? I think we ended up 64. Wow. Good. So it wasn't too bad. Now, that's the first time I had ever played in a tournament where the hole was bigger than normal. And I don't know what you call that. We call it a big cup. Yeah, oh, thank it's you. It's a really <laughs> technical term. Yes, I can understand and that. We, we do a, a big cup uh, every fall, and it's a blast. We we typically put the pins in some really goofy positions on the Yes. And um, – the golfers just love it, um, and I think uh, Legacy um, Jared, who used to work here, mm-hmm. had that idea and wanted to do that with his tournament. So the, we uh, obliged and did that. We used to, we don't normally do that, but um, hopefully everybody had a good time and it, it was, was a good time. It's definitely a good day to play. Well, I didn't read the rules because I was too busy chatting with people, so I had to grab food and eat on the cart while we were going out there. So I didn't read the rules. So I heard them say, "Well, hit at the flag that is checkered." I'm like. Why? Well, isn't there always only one flag on the green? But there were two. 
Oh, so they cut. Okay, so we left the regular yes. holes in for the regular golfers. Correct. Got it. And so you're thinking, well, this is going to be easy. The hole is what two, three times its size. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, this is going to be simple. And then we started to realize where the pin was placed on the greens. <laughs> right. Like we played number seven first, the par five. And as you're standing in the fairway, it was on almost the far right-hand side, right on an incline. Oh, oh are you kidding me? Woof. Who won the tournament? What was the score? Do you know? I didn't get to stay. Oh. I had to go to work okay. elsewhere, so I do not know. When I left, 60 was the best score. Okay. I figured someone with that type of game with the hole being big, I figured someone might shoot 56-57. Maybe. Depends how much they cheated. <laughs> that never happens. That never happens in a scramble, right? Ugh. But have you ever played with the big cup? Yeah, it's a blast. It's so much fun. I mean, the, I, the, the, there's a strategy to it. It's completely different than regular putting, and that is you bang it. Hit it as hard yeah. as you can. Take the break out of it as much as possible, and that's the way you put on those and we goals. had two times yesterday a ball hit the pin and bounce out because they hit it too hard, and another one lipped out. Oh, really? Which almost seems impossible with that so big a hole. The, you left the, the pin in when you're putting. Well, the we were rules. talking about that. Yeah. Well, we figured, is there any reason to take it out with the cup that big? Because the ball's yeah, really not going right. to hit it. Well, obviously it did. I mean, you, two of them bounced out. This led to a lot of discussions <laughs> on the first green. A, while this is going to be a lot easier than we thought, then we realized after a couple holes, no, it's not. B, where the pins were being placed were very difficult. It was challenging. It was fun. And then it was like, well, what do we do with the pin? So with the new rules, I guess it, it didn't matter. It. Right. But at the same time, I just said, well, if the ball is going in, it's really. Yeah, it's going in the the the, the dirt. Part yes, of the hole first correct. before it goes in the little hole. Yeah, yeah. I should explain. Yeah. It's not a big cup. It's the regular cup with a cutout of dirt around right. the hole. Mm-hmm. And so we had one guy just drill it. It hit the pin and bounced out. Didn't go. And I didn't think that would happen. I just figured it would fall in. But that might be a sign. It might have been nuked just a little too hard. It was traveling quickly. So yeah, that was a really fun day. Golf course in great shape at Blackthorn, and just I was mesmerized by the hole. And when you missed a putt, you really felt bad. <laughs> like, how could you miss this when the hole's that big? But it just shows you the game is very difficult. Well, we thank you for your donation on number yeah. eighteen. Yes, man, seems I to be smoke your, that three wood. That the Darren Pond. That's the only drive or three wood I hit all day that I did not play Plenty. left to right. I just overcooked it. All right. I was playing a little left to right. And then here's the best part. We probably had to take a ball that was 50 <laughs> yards from the green on 18, and the pin is in the bottom shelf. Uh-huh. I thought I hit the greatest shot of my life. <laughs> and? Now I'm getting fired up again, so I'm going to be mad at the owner for a second. No, I'm kidding. But I hit the front right side of the green. Okay. And it trickles. The ball rolls. Down the upper shelf, and then takes the hill and rolls down. It rolls off the green. Oh my god! And it was a it hit soft, and it's roll and it rolled off the green. I'm like, where's John Daly at the U.S. Open when I need him? <laughs> so the greens were running pretty quick then. Oh, you could yeah. not hold a whole lot. It was wow. it was really running. I had a couple of shots roll off the green. U.S. Open conditions I'm out there for the you. Legacy Open. Well, well, I'm was, glad you played. It's it's a long time coming. Hopefully, you got the was. bug and the itch, and you'll play some more. I need to carve out time. That's what the people in my group said. What are you doing? Right. I go, well, you just got to find time. Maybe if I get up at 6 in the morning and <laughs> – I'm telling you, you got to take your clubs on the road with you. I should. For these baseball games. I Go hit some balls. 
I should. You know? I know. You've been yelling at me for five years now. Do they have room on the bus for your clubs? We could make it yeah, work, we I think. Work. I mean, we have a lot of stuff, but I think there might be a little room. Okay. If I, you know, slip the bus driver a five, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe he would save me a little spot on the bus. But no, it was a great day at Blackthorn, so thanks for all your crew that always do a, a great job out there at Blackthorn and I would assume call Blackthorn if anybody out there would like to put together an outing. Absolutely. Two three two golf. We'd love to have you. And the options are endless. They As are. As I found out yesterday, right. I didn't know you could play that type of golf. So it's Big Cup. Mm-hmm. Not Tin Cup, but the Big, big cup. cup. The Big Cup. Okay. Very good. I learned something, and that was a lot of fun. And you know, it's really good, too. Let me just mention this. If you've got some golfers that don't take it serious and maybe aren't that good, your Sunday golfers even, it's a fun way to play a golf tournament. It gives everyone, mm-hmm. I would say, a little bit more of a chance. Yep. There are some golf courses in the in the country that do this, like on a regular basis, to make the game more enjoyable and fun, especially for juniors and things like that. So, Great. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm sold. All right, so let's talk about some other subjects. And we do this normally at the start of every golf season. John's not here today. Tim Firestone from Blackthorn joins me, Darren Pritchett, here on the Golf Show, brought to you by Corona Premier. And I always like to kick off the golf season by asking an open-ended question to you guys. And it's basically the state of golf in our area. And you guys have had some different answers through the years. Mm-hmm. When we were going through the really economic, difficult time in the United States, golf courses across the country were hit hard during that particular time. And I remember you guys talking about that and trying to find unique ways to get people to come out to the golf course. Obviously, we have bounced back from that. We've seen some golf courses come and go over the last 10 years since we've been doing the golf show. Now, Mm -hmm. you offer an interesting perspective. Since we started the show, you've become the owner of two golf courses, Signal Mm -hmm. Point and Blackthorn. So I think you can really offer an interesting perspective. So let me just start with an open-ended question, then we'll go from there. How would you answer the question, what is the state of golf right now in the South Bend area? Well, first let me start with – you know, the, we have got some of the best golf courses for a town and a community of our size. Just basically, if you look at this year, you have uh, a U.S. Senior Open being played in South Bend at the Warren Golf Course in Notre Dame. A USGA major. I mean, for a market size of, you know, 100,000 people that live in South Bend. You've got Blackthorn where we continue to have the Four Winds Invitational, LPGA Symmetra Tour event. And then right up the road, Benton Harbor, every other year, you've got a PGA Senior PGA Championship. So uh, we are very fortunate to have the quality of golf courses that we have in our market and affordable. Um, If you compare golf prices for the quality of golf that we have in South Bend to, say, um, uh, if you go to Florida and, and play in the winter months, I mean, it, it, we are we're we're spoiled. We are. We have great golf at affordable prices. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, there's not any doubt, and it's not being negative, but it's just being factual that there are definitely golf courses that are struggling, and we've seen that. We've we you know we purchased one last year. Um, it is a very difficult industry. It's difficult to find your niche. Um, it's a uh, it's a battle. We have we we still have too many golf courses, quite honestly, for mm-hmm. the number of golfers uh, that play in our market size. Um, and I think um, you're starting to see uh, some of the golf courses who uh, were unable to uh, reinvest in their properties over the last five to six years 
uh, are really starting to show it now from a condition standpoint. And then it just becomes a snowball effect where you can't get the golf course back. Rounds go away. They don't come back. What do you really charge, you know, uh, to be able to play there to get people to come out? Um, so we're starting to see some of that, which is unfortunate. Um, but I, I would say that um, from Blackthorn's standpoint, uh, I never would have been able to say this when we started the show for sure. Never. We were at that time in the process of trying to just keep our rates uh, stagnant, mm-hmm. never thought about raising the rates. So it was probably a th- three to five year stretch where we didn't touch the rates. I think John would agree with that as well. Um, but now over the last three seasons, we've continued to be able to adjust and move our rates up and our rounds continue to grow. Good. Uh, last year rounds were down, but we had a really, it was more weather related than it was if you look in the core months. Um, I'm sure John would say the same thing. I'm talking with him. His rounds are up as well. Um, so I think there's interest. The, the cool thing for me that I'm seeing a lot more of recently is junior golf. Um, we have got a, a terrific core group of juniors um, that play at Blackthorn as kind of their home course, um, which is great to see. Some good, really good players uh, as well. Um, you know, we've got a great practice facility. Um, um, great chipping area, putting green. Um, and so I've been amazed to see the amount of, of young golfers out there utilizing the golf course. So that's exciting for me uh, as well. I think um, a couple initiatives that the PGA have done have really helped with that. Uh, the PGA Junior League, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this was launched, I don't know, maybe four years ago by the PGA of America, which is a kind of a little league team. Each golf course can put together their own team. And then we go and play other golf courses in kind of a team format. You get uniform team uniforms and the whole thing. Really a cool concept. Um, and we've been successful getting uh, young kids in that. And they play like a scramble. So it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's competitive, but you're paired up with uh, with kids that are close to your uh, level of play. And there's not a lot of pressure. Uh, so it's kind of a fun yet competitive way for kids to play, um, you know, little league golf, essentially. Um and then, uh, you know, the junior tour uh, here in town is starting to get a, a, a lot better. John Fisher, uh, with his Lifestyles Tour, it's called, mm-hmm. um, has done a good job with junior golf and getting more and more kids uh, out there um, playing. And, and really, uh, I don't know how many he's got, but he's got quite a few kids that are a member of this tour. Um, so that's cool. So I would say golf overall is definitely uh, steady, maybe even a little bit on the, the incline. And we're seeing a lot of good junior golf activity. We're also seeing a lot of the corporate golf entertainment coming back, good. Uh, company outings and things like that. So I think golf is good in South Bend. There are definitely some places that are struggling, um, and it's not easy. I mean, I think any anybody in the golf industry would tell you that it is definitely uh, not easy. Our costs continue to go up from fuel to equipment costs. Uh, we just bought two tractors this year, and, I, I mean, it's unbelievable what they charge uh, for for equipment for a golf course. But um, anyway, all in all, um, we're, we're thrilled with the position that we have in the market with our product, our price points. Um, and uh, we're seeing we're seeing definitely uh, some great activity uh, early on here in the spring. Corona Premier Golf Show on WSBT Radio. Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett with you, talking about the state of golf in the South Bend area. How would you describe the type of course that, you took over in Niles Signal Point, and what you have done with it over a short period of time. So Signal Point uh, is really a special place. Um, it's got uh, everybody says it's a nine-hole course, and I we try not to use that word because there are eighteen holes 
um, they just share nine greens mm-hmm. and share nine fairways, and there's 18 sets of tees. Like the Open Championship sometimes, That's right? That's right. So uh, it's a great condition golf course right on the river. Um, it's got some really good golf holes, uh, four different sets of tees, so it's playable for all levels of golfer, which is really cool. I mean, it's an enjoyable play, especially if you have um, you know young uh, kids that you want to take out to play. You can play from the forward tees. It's just a cool uh, setting out there, um, you know, it was uh, was a very uh, exclusive private club when it was built back in the '60s. Uh, f- small membership, mm-hmm. uh, very very exclusive. Um, and over the years, um, you know, it's just uh, members have uh, either passed away or or have uh, moved to Florida, or mm-hmm. uh, and they never filled in those members with new younger members, um, which is not. Uh, uh, unusual for private clubs in this in the country today. So um, we have we we bought it with the idea of having it as a an additional benefit of having a Blackthorn card. So if you have a Blackthorn card, you have access to play at Signal Point. Um, so that's worked out well for us. It, it, it uh, we didn't raise the rate of the Blackthorn card, um, and uh, you still can now have access to this great uh, exclusive club. And uh, all of our our full members also can play there as well. Um, and then for the members that were at Signal Point, you know they can join our membership program and now play Blackthorn. So it's an advantage for them uh, as well. Uh, for those members that uh, that prefer Signal, they still can come to Blackthorn. So that's kind of what we did there. We we took it from a, a very exclusive private club, and we've now opened it up to more uh, more golfers here in the community. And that was going to be my next question. Sometimes people get confused about the status of a golf course. John Foster has talked a lot about. There's a perception, it's a minority, but there's a perception that Warren Golf Course is a private facility. Signal Point is not private. That's correct. Okay. And in terms of Blackthorn, how would you describe how it has changed or things you have maintained over the last year or two? Well, I think Blackthorn's really, uh, our superintendent, John Quickstead, who's been there um, since the beginning, and believe it or not, this is our 25th anniversary at Blackthorn. It opened 25 years ago in August. Wow. So we'll do a big celebration uh, later in the summer, um, but I I think that John has just uh, really done an incredible job, uh, especially here over the last five years or so, um, and uh, really grown with technology and learning new ways to do things. Um, the golf course, for the amount of we, we we play more rounds of golf than any golf course in our market, um, and for us to be in the condition that we're in with that many rounds of golf uh, really is a testament to to what John's doing. So we we haven't done a lot. We we're doing bunker work, um, um, you know, just some of the um, bunkers getting you know washed away and sure. sand and different things. Um, but for the most part, the golf course has stood the test of time, so to speak. Um, and again, it goes back to I think Blackthorn people enjoy Blackthorn because it's playable. It's open. It's not too penal. It's penal when you get to the greens and when you get to the you know your approach shot, but you can kind of hit it. I wouldn't say everywhere. There's definitely heather, but it's open. It's not real tight, and it's fun and enjoyable to play golf out there. And every hole is kind of private. You feel like you're on the golf course kind of by yourself. And um, it was a great layout, great property, great design by Michael Herdson. Um, who designed last year's U.S. Open course, Aaron Hills, same designer. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So um, just a, a, a great piece of property. And, and and definitely different than Signal Point. Signal Point is more of your old traditional style, tree-lined, fairways, flatter. Blackthorn has a lot more terrain, more open, more link style. Um, so two different kind of golf courses for people to play. 
I did notice one thing yesterday that, again, I haven't played a whole lot recently, so maybe it's dumb me, but number 11 and number 12, that old hazard, Mm -hmm. the sand with the rocks is now basically becoming a grassy area? We're trying to grow that as a grassy area, yep. So, again, just from a playability standpoint and from a course maintenance standpoint and cost of, uh, you know, those guys were in there every day having to rake it to make it playable. Right. And then when you rake it, you get rocks that get dug up. So now all of a sudden you've got a rock field. So uh, we have um, aggressively been seeding uh, that area and trying to grow that in as not necessarily like even rough, but just maybe like a almost like a, a second cut of rough yeah. um, where it's a little bit more penal but not the chunky sand and rocky areas. To be honest, for – the Sunday golfer, or really any golfer that's not a professional, the last thing you want is to get your club damaged. So having those rocks gone, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, you know? a lot of time you can't even see it. So you think True. you've got a clean shot, and you hit the shot, and next Doink. thing you know, yeah, you got a big dent in your club. So, And, of course, Blackthorn's going to host the Symmetra Tour again this year. Yeah, we're excited about that. Coming up June uh, 7, 8, and 9 uh, will be the tournament. And then we've got week-long activities starting on June 3rd. Um, so, uh, coming back for our eighth season, I can't believe it. Hard to believe. I'll tell you what, four wins has been great for our community. Unbelievable. Their, their support, uh, of community and, and, uh, in athletics and and professional sports with the Sup and Cubs and their commitment there and, and what they do, uh, with the Symmetra tour and, and then all the abil- all the charitable uh, work that we've been able to do with this tournament has been outstanding as well. You know, we're over $500,000 now that we've given to the Children's Hospital at Beacon. Um, so it's kind of been a win-win-win for everybody. The community gets great professional golf and meeting the next stars of tomorrow. You know, young girls like Brooke Henderson, who won again last week. Um, it's cool to see her win. Um, and then, you know, the community wins. Um um, with being able to be involved and in playing the pro-ams and all the other things. And, and then these young players who get to live their out their lifelong dream of playing professional golf, and we're helping that. Um, it's pretty cool. And then obviously the charitable standpoint. So um, it's been a successful tournament. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to read from a press release that I got earlier in the week. And it reads, The Pokagon Band of Potawatomi Indians and Four Winds Casinos are pleased to announce proceeds from the 2019 Four Winds Invitational will underwrite vital equipment for Beacon's Health System, the purchase of pediatric eye imaging equipment for Beacon Children's Hospital. The RETCAM-3 pediatric eye imaging technology allows physicians to examine and evaluate the eyes of premature and full-term newborns for ocular diseases. Such images allow physicians to establish a baseline for future eye health It also provides clear information that can be shared between physicians, ocular specialists, and parents to make more informed decisions regarding the health of a child. Wow. Well, I think that's what's unique about our tournament and the charity stuff that we're doing is that when we raise funds, it goes to very specific equipment that we're buying. It's not just going to the organization into their general budget. We're buying actual equipment that is needed for the children's hospital. So, uh, again, another cool uh, thing this year that will really help doctors um, um, Mm. get to the problem quicker, essentially, by having this technology. Funds have also purchased through the years a pediatric ambulance, med flight, incubator, and ultrasound 
giraffe warmers for the NICU, and three patient simulators to assist with educating and training area pediatric healthcare professionals. Man, you got to be proud. That's awfully impressive. Yeah, we uh, it's it's been special uh, for me personally, um, um, and then obviously professionally, it's been a great success to be able to to see how this tournament grows, and we're on track again to mm. to break the record uh, again for donation this year. So every year, we're getting more and more support for the tournament. Congratulations. Well, thank you, that sir. That is awesome. When Mr. Foster joins us next week, we will ask him the state of golf question. I'm anxious to hear his thoughts. He's, he's so optimistic. You were in depth. I mean, you covered a lot of bases right there. That was quite impressive. Sorry, I hope he, the listeners didn't fall asleep. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, I want to go back in time a few months since we were not on the air when this happened, but the Ryder Cup was a disaster. What's going on with the United States? We'll talk about that in a moment. The Corona Premier Golf Show on WSBT. This is the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in Signal Point in Niles, Michigan. The Ryder Cup last fall. Not a lot of fun to watch from a United States perspective on European soil. Europe hammered the U.S. 17 and a half to 10 and a half, and that was after the U.S. had the lead after the first set of play but boy things fell apart from there and then after the Ryder Cup ends there are reports now who knows what is what but it sounds like there was a lot of scuffling in the American locker room this person didn't like that person this person didn't like that decision it just seemed weird and awkward especially after getting thumped pretty good by Europe so what is your best explanation Tim why we stink and I hate to be so cruel, but we have just stunk a lot in the Ryder Cup, especially in Europe. Is it simply the Europeans want it more? They travel the world together, maybe more so than the guys on the PGA Tour from the U.S.? Well, I mean, this has been analyzed by every golf analyst, and I don't think, obviously, there's any one answer to this Mm-mm. this thing. I think it's a combination of of several things. I think this year, really... I felt was a distraction between this Patrick Reed stuff and the different personalities in the locker room. So this particular Ryder Cup, um, I feel like uh, it was more um, more of the drama than any of the other explanations that we've had in the past. Um, you know, talked about you know the golf course maybe had a little bit to do with it. Um, you know, heavy rough. You know, didn't really necessarily favor the. The long ball yep. bombers, um, but uh, um, you know, I, I, it's hard to say. I just think that you know, at the end of the day, the Europeans prefer the team matches way more than the Americans. And if you think about it, when it's we're more camaraderie, it yeah, feels like. And when you're, and when you're, and it's, it's different for these guys, right? So they've trained their whole lives to focus on themselves, staying there, staying there. Um, focused almost, zone, yeah. yeah, and stay in their lane, and not to have a partner, right? Um, and so then you get these teams, which now you notice this weekend, for example, in New Orleans at the Zurich, they're playing the team, which I think is really cool. I think it brings out a different mm-hmm. level of of play. I mean, I think that you can be more aggressive. 
Um, you know, you, there's more strategy to it. Um, so I think that's kind of neat that, that we're seeing some of that on the PGA Tour now. But typically these guys are every weekend themselves. They're focused, dialed in, not worried about what anybody else is doing, and that's all they have to worry about. Now you have 12 other guys on your team that you're trying to perform for. Mm-hmm. There could be anxiety of not letting your team down. And I guarantee you these guys feel the pressure of keep getting drummed every time by you know by Europe, it probably wears on them, and they're they're starting to think about it. It's gotten in their head a little bit, you know. And when you think about this, is just one small part of it. But one of the Americans' best players, Jordan Spieth, was not playing his best golf, and he's still really not playing Jordan no, Spieth he's not. golf. Yeah. And I don't think it's all about emotion. You see, most of the Europeans really getting into it. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, they show a lot of emotion. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just wonder if we lack a little grit. And I don't know if that's something that well, should go into a golf tournament, but you no. know who one guy, one guy that would bring a little grit to the American team, and he was a captain, an assistant captain this time around. He just won the Masters. Yeah, a little attitude. Although, I know, although he's never really fared. He hasn't. Well, he hasn't in Ryder Cup action. But I think those but guys maybe I, would I be inspired to like, play with him. Yeah, because they maybe. grew up loving him. Yeah, that's true. Well, you see, it's going to happen. He's he's the captain captain this year of the Presidents Club or the Presidents team in the Presidents Cup. He could play himself onto the team. He needs to, or honestly. choose himself as the as an alternate. So that would be interesting and unique. But I really think it would be good for the guys. I mean, there's a reason why so many guys are in the game of golf right now and wanted to be great. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Who do they watch? They watch Tiger, and I think that yeah. would be an an inspiring thing for this team. And to me, the U.S. needs some inspiration, and that's why I kind of went down that road. Now, I think someone said the Europeans normally play the courses a lot that they host in the Ryder Cup, which maybe gives them an advantage over the U.S., but not seven points difference, not 17.5 to 10.5. Most of the Europeans will play the courses in the United States, so, okay, yeah, there's a little bit of an advantage, but I just need to see these guys come together and hopefully it means something to them. I almost feel like sometimes us golf fans take it more serious than the players do. And I, and I say that generally speaking because there are guys that show emotion. They want to win. You just don't go out there for no reason. But there just needs to be something that inspires this team even more. Yeah, and, I, and that's – what do you – I don't know what the, what's the magic potion, right? Tiger. It's not, it's not money. It's not – What is, I mean, what is it? Short term, it's Tiger. Yeah. Although, if you look at it right now, and you look at our American team, how well these guys are playing right it now. It should be great. We should, I mean, it's that, unbelievable that's why how talented I say we are right now. It's intangibles missing. There's something missing because you give me Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Kuchar. Thomas, Kuchar. I'm I mean, telling you what. We're loaded. I mean, we should, I mean, it's crazy. But. I don't. Yeah, it's it's the it's the big mystery, and it always has been. It's been. I mean, this discussion's been going on for how many? I mean, years, they but... win the Presidents Cup because that team's not as good. Let's <laughs> yeah, be that's honest. different. Yeah, it, it, and it doesn't right. have the same feel. It, it's no. fun every that's other more year. Relaxed. Remember when they had yeah. the tie and Jack and I forget Gary Player. I think it yeah. was. And they just ah, um, we'll just uh, let's go home. It's what? getting dark. Um, that would drink. never happen in a Ryder Cup. Oh, you kidding me? They no. would, yeah, come on. They would play rock, oh, paper, right. scissors, that's or right. something to decide. They'd go play a hand of poker. In the, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, great. We've got Phil. He, he's yeah. going to go all in on the first hand. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Corona Premier Golf Show, Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett with you on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader.
This is the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. I'm WSBT Sports Director Darren Pritchett. He's Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorne and Signal Point. John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, on assignment today. He's busy right now with U.S. Open preparations. Excuse me, U.S. Senior Open preparations at Warren. That'll be here in just a few weeks. Looking forward to that. And of course, we'll talk much more about the Symmetra Tour event and the U.S. Senior Open as the weeks go on here on WSBT Radio. How many golfers watching coverage last week? I knew who C.T. Pan was. I- I'm sorry. I'm on that list. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's the talented, talented kid. He's been up there on the leaderboard a few times. Um, it just shows you how hard it is to win out there. And, and the PGA Tour is just so different than any other uh, the LPGA Tour or, or even the Senior Tour, mm-hmm. where you're only going to have a handful of people that are going to win this week. And the, on the PGA Tour, there's so many guys that could go out uh, and win. And he came kind of from nowhere. I mean, Dustin Johnson shoots, what did he shoot, 78 or 9? 77. 77 on Sunday, which is just, I mean, when's the last time Dustin Johnson shot 77? Well. He had to, oh, <laughs> do you have that? I don't have that oh. exactly, but this will help you out. Dustin Johnson entered the final round with the lead, shot 77 on Sunday. It was the first time when leading, after 54 holes, Johnson failed to finish in the top 10. Holes 11 through 15, he played those five holes in plus seven. Wow. So that doesn't tell you the last time he shot 77, but he had never failed to finish in the top 10 when leading after 54 holes. He's That's a good front runner. Yeah, he is. The guy's so good. He's got to be the most gifted golfer. If you just look at pure talent, like Spieth, no, right? Spieth, a grinder, you know, even Tiger kind of get to, but still, it just seems like Dustin rolls out of bed and just picks up the club and hits it 360 right down the middle. You know? I know what you're saying, so it let me makes throw... makes it look so easy. Let me put it that way. Okay, let me throw another name at you. What category does this guy go in? Because this, to me, is a complicated answer. Brooks Kepka. Oh, I think he's gifted. Is no he in doubt. the Dustin Johnson category? Yeah, I think those guys are very similar, if you, if you think about it. Um... Kepka kind of took a different route. If you remember, um, he played like in Japan and, you know, kind of developed his game uh, in a different way. I still think at the end of the day, if you would ask uh, most tour players, I think they would still say Dustin Johnson's probably a better player than Kepka. I would think. But Kepka's so laid back. He's a really difficult guy to get a read on. Mm hmm. I, I cheer for him. He's not my favorite, but I cheer for him because I appreciate yeah, I don't dislike him. how no. focused he is. The pressure never seems to bother him. He handles the moment well. I, I think you're the one that mentioned last week he was asked before the final round of the Masters what he was going to be thinking about, and he said nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah. which yeah, actually that's good. is the greatest thing in the world. We all if you played in a tournament, no matter how big it was, or even if you're playing with the guys for a buck a hole or a quarter a hole, <laughs> you know sometimes the brain starts working. Oh, no doubt. And it works against you. It does. So even though probably some of the analysts on the Golf Channel, it just made their head explode to hear Kepka just say, I'm not going to be thinking about anything. I'm just nothing. That's the greatest piece of advice any golfer I know. could get. I know. Well, it's just like even think about it. When Tiger at the Masters, hit that first putt, and he hit it like two and a half or three feet past the hole, and he had that coming back, how many people would be like, 
shivering, you know, to make that putt. And he steps up and, I mean, I, I, it's just incredible it, how these guys can compartmentalize prime what they're example. doing compared to what's in their brain. Prime example. Best run of my life, I shot 76. On the last hole, my approach shot three feet above the hole. It's downhill. I'm walking to the green. Of course, wow, this could be the best run of my life. I, I could shoot 75. I could shoot 75. <laughs> three putt it. It lipped out. No, you know what? It didn't even touch the oh, hole. Now, I made it coming back for okay. 76, but my mind was just going everywhere rather than just whistling or chew gum. I think I'm going to start chewing gum. Tiger and Phil well, do that. I know. That's new. It that, is. It it's really got to be a, a mental thing, I'm guessing. All right. We'll wrap up the golf show next. Brought to you by Corona Premier on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. The Corona Premier Golf Show on WSBT Radio. John Foster not with us today. Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchett with you. Tim, what's coming up at Blackthorn? We uh, um, open for business. We've got the Blackthorn card still for sale. Great opportunity to be able to play Blackthorn Signal Point and get discounts at Top Golf uh, all year long. 232Golf at BlackthornGolf.com. Enjoyed it as always. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, Darren. For John Foster and Tim Firestone, I'm Darren Pritchett. The Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT South Bend. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass, Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass, Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.